Listeners be advised. The Holiloquy podcast discuss matters related to the human experience and many that are sexual in nature. Due to this, some conversations may surround triggering topics such as sexual violence, self-harm, abuse, and much more. Please be advised, a list of crisis and psychological resources will be available in the show notes of this episode. With that said, let's get started with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention please as we go through the following safety instructions. In the event that there is a loss of cabin pressure, oxygen mask will drop from the overhead. Place the mask over your nose and mouth. Breathe normally as oxygen is flowing even if the mask does not Make sure you adjust your own mask before helping others. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to the Holy Liquid Podcast, where we step out and speak on sexuality. This is your favorite host, Vernon T. Scott, also known as Slater Jackson. And for you freaky motherfuckers out there, Sebastian Adams. On today's episode, I am blessed to have the beautiful Lori with me as we discuss labels. Lori, how are you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. Thanks for having me again. Oh, Love it on here. It's a pleasure to have you with us because you're... A beautiful spirit you just give good advice and it's, it's it's been very great and encouraging conversation so it's look the pleasure is all mine you're, you're honoring <laughs> this platform so i i love it <laughs> so sweet thank you <laughs> so um <clears throat> i know we talked about it well this episode in itself is like going to be out later this year um i think we're looking at august i think or might be september you know i'm i'm fortunate enough to be in a space right now that most of season two is already done um and i feel great about that i just don't need to organize thank you like (laughs) i remember around this time last year stressing myself out so much trying to get everything out and make sure i can get things like episodes to fit the aesthetic of the podcast yeah it was extremely stressful but here being in a space where the first episode releases next week no in two weeks and I'm almost done and it's like just reflecting on the year it's just like oh my look what growth can do look what proper preparation could do (laughs) (laughs) look at you saying what you want and manifesting that you know that's awesome right you 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 struggled at first but you got yourself into a groove you didn't give up Mm. and that is something to say about your character that's great exactly exactly like it it feels good to be in this space um and i know yourself and wes have y'all's podcast coming out soon well it'll be out by the time this airs oh definitely yeah um what's what's going on over there what kind of conversations should the audience be listening out for and they probably should be following by this point because come on this is like your third episode of the podcast Wes has been on this (laughs) podcast if you're not listening to her podcast their podcast (laughs) right now what are you doing yeah where are you come join me like conversations (laughs) with Wes and other queer folk you know we're we're giving a space that deals with queer issues, but also queer successes. And we're giving a space that encourages people to share their stories. And it's called These Queer Stories. We just love uh, talking in general about um, all of the fun and wonderful things that it can happen when you align yourself with your truth and you um, build healthy relationships and you allow yourself to be yourself and the growth and fun and fulfillment that can happen in that space. So we're giving voice to all of that. We're, we're giving voice to those who walk to the beat of their own drum, mm. to those who just love uh, being themselves no matter what others think, or those who desire 
to feel that and are looking for some place where they can hear success stories, hear advice, hear how coaching can help in that because Wes and I are both uh, life coaches. I'm a holistic life coach and Wes is as well. He does relationships. He does intimacy. Um, he works with people who are in the BDSM community and <clears throat> myself, I love working with parents and couples as well, but um, I, I focus a lot more on the individual who is looking to do that inner work to hear their own voice and pull that out and feel aligned with their truth. Um, and I love helping parents with their children that are looking to, for that as well, getting the parents and the kids to be aligned all together to help the child have raised their voice and be able to walk uh, in the shoes that they want to walk in. So these Queer Stories podcast is just a reflection of that. It's a space full of us to come together and honor and celebrate the courage that it takes and the excitement that it is when you, you know, enjoy walking in your own shoes and uh, living the life that you desire. It sounds so beautiful. If you're not oh. listening <laughs> to it, go over there and uh, like just living in your truth. I'm so glad that you even mentioned that because there is so much beauty in that. And I, I really do I don't want to say pity because it's not necessarily pity. I, I have a deep sorrow for a lot of people who are unable to do so. And um, be it um, just because of for them not being comfortable with themselves and regardless of being on the queer spectrum or not, like even those people who may be heterosexual and still not living true to themselves. Yes. Uh, it it just saddens me because there's so much beauty in us. Like, rather than trying to fit a mold, build yourself into whatever shape that you want it to be, like whatever you want your life to be and live free and be happy in it. And just to see so many people just refuse to do that because, like, I get that we do compare ourselves to other people on a regular basis and we do seek validation but when you have that self-validation and that self-freedom and that joy within the things that you do that genuine pleasure in what you're doing things click a lot differently things yeah build differently it's like yeah I do sometimes look for that validation in others, but I've already validated myself. So if it's if I don't see it, I still feel comfortable. I still feel happy with with myself. Like just recently, I had a photo shoot, and um, the person who did it, uh, she uh, sent me the photos, and I loved them, and I enjoyed them, and it was Yay. beautiful. And I shared it with uh, some of my friends, not that if they don't like it, I'm going to feel some type of way, but I'm not looking for them to enjoy it. I'm sharing a part of my experience with them for them to engage in that uh, in a whatever way they want to. And it wasn't, I noticed that it wasn't one of those situations where I wanted them to like it, that I wanted them to react to it a certain way. It was just hey, this is something that I've done. And many of them appreciate it. But there was also some people who uh, seen some of the clips that didn't respond to it. And I was okay with it. And I wasn't looking for that. It's just, I did a thing, right? Yeah, you were, uh, that's neat that you brought that up. But some people will share photos and they're watching for the like button. Mm -hmm. And they're counting the likes and they're saying to themselves, I didn't get this number of likes, I'm not worthy. Mm. And there that, concepts shouldn't uh, be validating your worth, whether someone clicks the like button or into um, discusses anything about what you posted. You, they're waiting for that does not need to say you are worthy. The finding that from within and doing posting something or sharing something with friends and family or the public coming from a place where you know your worth already but you want to share on your excitement and just have those people that you care about standing in that excitement with you, whether or not that they like it or not, doesn't matter because you already found that from within. That's a lot of personal growth and self-awareness and um, great self-esteem that I hope I could help um, people find from within through coaching. That's, that's really important for finding your life's, fulfillment and your 
your happiness in general with your with everything that you have within from within uh, aligning and getting that love for yourself from yourself mm -hmm. oh I, I I just feel warm <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> yeah um well after this beautiful moment let's get into the nitty-gritty of this episode we are to talk about labels and um I know one of the things we did discuss and uh, we didn't go in great details about it because um, we were just like, we'll say the majority of that for the actual episode, but it was just the discussion about the benefits and the negative aspects of having labels. Uh, and I know one of the things that uh, I personally dislike for, uh, for uh, having labels is when we use them to box people in and be like, this is the full identity and you must be this certain character. You must uh, act and behave in this way according to this said label rather than just how, okay, this is a subsect of my life and I'm using this to identify as, but this is not all that I am. Uh, and the benefit within that of using the labels is just like, hey, this is an aspect of me, but it's not the full me. Like I can be black, I can be queer, I can be a dancer, artist, and all these other things. Each one of those are different types of labels that I ascribe to myself, but it doesn't make up the full me. Um, so what is your, uh, what benefits and uh, negative aspects do you see in labels? To label or not to label? That is the question, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, things that pop in my head and I have to say out loud. <laughs> <laughs> I support it. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I remember having this discussion with one of my support groups. And this is actually a big focus for one of my uh, group coaching events that's coming up. It'll be long gone by the time this airs, but I'll be having it in cycles. It'll be like running for every six months. And that's the self-identification or coming into your authentic self and in order to do that sure we we kind of need labels we need to be able to have the language to be able to say this is who I am this is what I'm all about but like you had said the other uh flip of the coin the other side of that would be am I only defined by this am I only sitting inside this label in this box and I can't ever step outside of it once I say it out loud or I can't ever change it once I say it out loud or my experience can't uh, be anything else other than this and that's where people start to push against using a label they're like well I don't want to be defined in this little uh, section of this big category um a lot with the LGBTQ community, we have lots of language forming now for all different ways of identifying. There's, gosh, there's got to be hundreds of words that people are using as their their label. They're creating um, lots of pride items around that label to show this is me, and I want you to know this is me. I'm not. On this path and taking great pride in that and having the language for that. And that's a beautiful thing too, being able to know who you are and have a way of showing the world that you can do that when you have the language for it. But then if you're somebody who wants to flow between things and doesn't want to be defined in that, that way, you don't have to use a label. You don't have to say, I am this. You can be more broader category when you describe yourself. I am someone who loves people. I am somebody who is fluid in the way I am and to use describing words instead of category words for yourself. So I hope that people will have some compassion for themselves if they don't feel like they have the uh, the right word to describe themselves. They have to have that word to describe themselves. You don't. You, you really don't. You can just sit in your human experience and explain it, uh, explain it however you want to be in that moment. And that's okay too. I mean, gender and sexuality is fluid. So all the terms that have come for that 
helps people find where they are on that spectrum. And it also mm-hmm. helps scientists with like describing what they're studying and helping people explain themselves when they're going to be in an experiment or be in a survey. And a lot of those labels did stem from that, but they're not the end all be all of what mm-hmm. you are. They're, they're um, a spot in that moment in time on where you are in your identity in that moment in time. And you can change how you explain that or change um, how you express that as you grow into yourself. The Holiloquy podcast focuses on the variability of sexual expression. When it comes to sexual expression, we often depend on pornography to illustrate how one must perform sexually. For those who have not learned this by now, the stuff you see in porn is not real. Pornography provides a singular perspective of sexual expression that is not often the reality we see during our own sexual encounters. The Holiloquy Podcast is a conversation that takes you outside of the compressed box of what many know about sex. Some of the topics we discuss includes kinks, condom usage, status disclosure, and past sexual experiences. The Holiloquy Podcast steps out on sexual norms and recognizes that the norm is not the only normal. Subscribe today and join the conversation. Are in your identity in that moment in time, and you can change how you explain that or change um, how you express that as you grow into yourself. Mm. So, compassion for for how you express it is, I think, really important um, to have for yourself. It's, it, doesn't have to be one way or another. Uh, and I, something that triggered in, uh, in my head was uh, some of the conversations I'm seeing in social media, because, um, you know, there's a lot of uh, things going on with trans rights and uh, individuals mm-hmm. um, being very anti-trans these days. And when I see these conversations of many women in particular uh, who dislike the, I've seen some men, but not too many, but who dislike the um, term cis women. And I do get the perspective. I do understand where they're coming from in terms of don't call me a cis woman if I've been a woman that my entire life. But even within that same phrasing, I think of, but that's exactly the same thing in that terminology of cis women. And I um, think about how we don't take that time just to educate each other about what these things mean. Like, I understand the automatic trigger of, I'm not cis, I don't, I don't get what you're saying here. Like, I'm not that. Uh, I, I'm a woman, that, which is what I've been. And not understanding that, you know, hey, I get that. That's fine. But all cis means is that when um, you've been female assigned at birth, and that is what you identify as. It's just meaning the same gender, and that's that's it. And you don't have to ascribe to that term, but in these spaces, just know that you're still being seen. It's just that the vocabulary that's being used is not necessarily what um, you're used to. And that is okay. And we use this cis woman to identify those assigned, you know, female at birth and to distinguish between those women who may have um, been assigned male at birth. And that's why we have cis women, trans women, cis men, trans men, just so that we can have a way that whenever we do our research or whenever we talk about certain communities that we are speaking on the the actual beings within that and not being too broad that we overlook everyone. And I think because we do not have those conversations, we have a lot more issues in trying to get people to see each other as in a respectful way. Yeah, you're, you're kind of hitting on the topic of normalizing, mm-hmm. right? Normalizing this language, normalizing these experiences and understanding the purposes behind them so people can have some empathy when they're walking into these spaces where there might be a variety of different types of identities that you're going to be 
um, encountering. And then when you're going to explain yourself um, and what's where your worldview is from, having the language to say, well, this is coming from my perspective as a cis uh, gendered person who is also heterosexual. Now myself, I'm non-binary. I, I could also describe myself as gender fluid. Um, I can describe myself as assigned female at birth and somewhere on the gender spectrum and how I present myself or how I identify with my gender role in society. I can, I can flow between all of them. And if I was to walk into a space where it's primarily cis women, I might actually blend in quite a bit and not have the chance to express what my point of view is from or who I am as they're all coming from their cis perspective in the conversation, in the in the environment, in the way that things are being presented in there. And if they don't come out and start saying, hi, I am so-and-so, um, my pronouns are she, her, and you know, oh yeah, I understand. I mean, I'm a cis woman, so I totally get where you're coming from with that. If they don't say things like that, then I don't know if it's safe for me to come out and say, oh, I'm gender fluid and I'd prefer you use my pronouns as they, them, but it's all right if you use she, her for a while, I won't be upset, but can you try? And so for me to feel safe, to be able to give my perspective in that space, it's really nice when somebody else who is of the majority in that particular space starts that conversation for myself, who might not be the majority in that particular space. Mm. So and what I'm trying to get at is that if we start coming from that point of view, like, well, I'm in this space where most people are like me, do I really need to say cis woman? Do I really need to say cis man? You know, is that necessary? What if one of them seems that way and they're they're trying to be able to have that time to come out mm -hmm. or have that chance to be heard or seen? Come at it from that point of view. You might feel like you're helping and doing a service and um, giving a safe space to the voices who aren't able to to speak up right away. Yeah, conversations are definitely needed in those environments and education is definitely needed in a lot of these spaces that to happen mm. see you um opened my mind a little bit because I, I wasn't thinking about um how um you know that does create like you know just introducing things with um like your pronouns and just a generalized way can um provide and open the door for a safe space for somebody so that is that's something I have to be mindful of for myself, actually, because uh, even on a previous episode of the uh, show, uh, I was talking to someone uh, about, <laughs> I remember this commercial where there was this uh, trans woman as well as this uh, cisgender man uh, doing an interview and um the hiring dude he just was like hello uh, my name is this my pronouns this this that and a third and then um the uh, trans woman uh, identified herself with her pronouns and uh for me i understood the intent of the the commercial and loved that but at the same time, I was thinking about in a real life situation, is that something that you'll see? And also, did this person do this because this person uh, seemed as though that they uh, may have been trans? Um, because if it was somebody who did not seem as though they may be trans, will this still be something that they'll be a person will be practicing? So it was just like, is this a space where, like, because you don't know how a person will take something. So right. if I introduce this um, and introduce my pronouns, and of course they do feel safe, but it, in, to them, is it a conversation or a self-conversation of was I just clocked <laughs> in, yeah. uh, in this interview? And because I was clocked, does that mean that this is going to impact me? So it's, it's very weird. It's, it's very interesting um, how the pronoun and um, creation of safe space can be both a good and bad thing, uh, depending on who you are speaking with. So, 
Hmm, that's going to be something I have to contemplate over. Well, I think that's why um, it's important for the people in the room to just uh, that are in these interactions just to start creating that conversation and normalizing that's the language in that way so that we don't have these am I am I saying this because they look a certain way and am I going to make them feel bad by saying something that is uh, me thinking that they're one way but they're not when the mindset should actually be this is what we we do to make people feel heard and welcomed and included in the conversation and, and to make sure that everybody's language is not going to be biased and everybody's language is going to be used in a way that is going to make people feel comfortable and make people have give people a chance to have the right pronouns out of respect be used hmm. there's there's people who are not easily identifiable just from the way they're presenting themselves that can be hurt if we don't give the chance for them to speak. But aside from that, just in general, just a respect thing there. Some people have their legal name on a document and they don't want to be called by the legal name. They'd rather be called by a nickname or their middle name. And you won't know until you introduce yourself. Mm-hmm. So when you're introducing yourself, you're saying, hi, my name is such and such. I go by and my pronouns are, and I really would love to know yours. And in that matter of fact, general comfortable conversational tone the other person can share whatever it is they want to have said and heard Mm -hmm. and it will be just as normal as giving your nickname out and just as normal as uh introducing a friend when you do it that way gotcha so essentially we just have to get over this hump first and then oh totally (laughs) yeah it's the transitional stage yeah, like I think about like the difference between different cultures and how we engage in introducing each other. Like oh, yeah. um, I was watching something. Ugh, I need to find that show again because it's amazing. It was, um, was I just on YouTube and just found, I think I was on YouTube and just found people uh, having conversations about being Black in Japan and just to hear how um, they were speaking in English. And so I could understand a lot better, even though the, <laughs> the person who was um, doing it, uh, he went in and out of Japanese uh, and I, it was great. I loved it, but um, it was a great way to provide. Okay. I'm going too far into the YouTube video. I need to stay on topic. So in that they were talking about this is me challenging my ADHD <laughs> while recording live. Good job. <laughs> right. So um while they um uh, were while he was recording and they were introducing each other, they spoke on that difference because it's more of a hey, my name is this, this is the um, job I work like I work in this type of field um, versus here in the U.S. you may um, come across people just like hey my name is this and um, that's about it or uh, how are you doing it's it's a different way that we introduce ourselves here versus yeah. other cultures and I think with um, well over time we will definitely get to that place where we do meet new people. We uh, will reveal a little bit more about ourselves than because I think because the U.S. is in a broad spectrum, a very unsafe space um, yes. to communicate and honestly just live, but it's a very <laughs> unsafe space <laughs> to have conversations with people. You never know who you'll offend just by saying my pronouns or uh, if you say something that they're not ready to hear. So because it's so unsafe, we are very in- individualized. So introducing ourselves to a new person becomes, am I safe with this person? I don't have a safe space with this person. So let's keep this as distance as possible so I can give them my name, but I'm not going any further. I have to build that connection uh, with you over time before you learn, oh, this is my pronouns or this is the type of work that I'm I'm into. Because even uh, when I've engaged with people on dating apps, there are so many people who are very protective of just uh, like just revealing the field of work that they're working in. And oh, I'm yeah. just like, 
that's a category. I'm not asking for the location or anything like that. You can say education, I mean, their uh, psychology, whatever the case is, it's something a lot more broad and not, hey, do you work at Walmart? Do you work at um, Chick-fil-A? Do you work in this specific location? No, I'm not asking that. I'm just asking for, you know, what type of work you do. Yeah, you see um, definitely in certain um, groups. So if you're looking at it from a social psychology or anthropological sort of like like viewpoint, you'll, you'll see little mini subcultures. So you might have a small pocket of the queer community that's right on top of that with the, hey, here's who I am. Please use these pronouns. And then continuing on the conversation because they know it's it's that that's a safe group that they're in. And then you might have some family friend groups where it's uh, someone else, a friend might be introducing them and using the, and explaining their, their pronouns as they're talking. And they might have like a work environment group where you have a few people here that you feel safe talking to. And then you have a group of new people that you're encountering and you don't know yet. Um, if, it, if you, if you saying your pronouns first, like um, my pronouns are he, him, but I don't like look like I align with a he, him, uh, according to the mainstream culture or um, my pronouns are they, them, and people are making fun of they, them pronouns because it doesn't seem proper English. And that is not a very safe space then to be the first person as the, as the trans or as the, the queer or as the um, non-cis identifying person to just come out with pronouns that don't look like they belong to you right off the bat. I could see how that could be a very um, difficult thing to just come out and say, but that's why I feel like encouraging the leader in these groups or the person who sets the tone for that space to be the first person to say, this is a space that we're all going to be able to be ourselves in. And there will not be any judgments whatsoever from anybody. If you have any trouble with anyone in this room, please speak to me privately and we will work it out. My name is, my pronouns are, and I will respect your pronouns and continuing on with the conversation. Now, if that's not possible, like you don't have a working relationship with the leader of the group, like in a work environment or the host of the party or the person that is the well-known person in that group that kind of like is the person that goes between everybody and knows a lot of the people there you don't have a good relationship with them, you don't have to, absolutely. You do not have to say anything that you feel is going to put yourself at risk. Mm. Establishing that you're in a safe space is super important. And so you have the right to consent or not consent to yourself being outed. And that might mean that you're not saying anything or Mm. you're changing your pronouns for that space in that moment because you want to keep your safety there and doing some self-care work later on because that is some seriously psychologically difficult stuff to deal with. Mm -hmm. Not align, like having a mask and having to hide and not align yourself with who you are in that space. So I've recommended to people like, yeah, you're still trying to get the tone of the room, Um, have some conversations, don't say your pronouns unless someone else does. And if you feel like you're ready and that person's talking and introducing you to someone else, you're like, oh, well, actually, my name is, I like to go by, can you please just, do you mind just using my the pronouns, she, her, he, him? Um, it may, uh, I really appreciate that. Uh, it helps me feel included in this space, mm. you know, and then bringing it up more casually as the conversation goes on with people you're comfortable with as you establish a safe space. Yes. And I'm a firm believer for those people who just cannot respect another person's pronouns and just call people by their names. Like if it's yeah. if it's so hard to utilize a pronoun, just call them by their names. And I don't get why we as a society um make this so hard. We've been using pronouns all of our lives and pronouns is just a replacement for a noun. That's it. If you don't know a person's name, you can say he, she, they. If you do know their name, you can say their name. It That's all it is. Ask them what their name is and go with it. And I know like for myself, because of the neutral pro- pronouns, they're hard for me to remember because there's thousands of them. I'm joking. There's like 20. <laughs> <laughs> but because those are hard for me, 
that means I'm going to, I can do my best to um, utilize Zzer and whatnot, but I'll prefer to just call the person by their names because that's a little bit easier. Um, and it's still acknowledging that they exist and that as far as I'm concerned, as well as themselves, I'm respecting them the best way that I can respect them and hope that they feel that respect in the same way. It's, um, yeah, in the conversation, it may uh, add extra, um, extra syllables, uh, most definitely if they have multiple uh, syllables in their name, but that's okay. I'm still acknowledging, acknowledging them as that person, as who they are. And I don't, I just don't get why we make it such a huge deal. I, I, I have trouble understanding why it's a huge deal as well. My guess is that it's really, people really understand that it's not that big of a deal, but they're more worried about making the mistake mm. and looking bad. And, and, or they're coming from the standpoint that these trans and non-binary identities, anything that does not align with their chromosomes at birth is uh, false news or something, fake news <laughs> or something ridiculous like that because of ignorance. Um, it's, I try to help people by giving them resources to practice so there are websites that you can uh, use to help yourself rehearse and practice various types of pronouns for the ones that are the more new age or that people are creating to help themselves stand out differently from the binary, which is what the Zs are and the ones that are similar to that are. My use of the pronouns they, them is for that reason. I don't... I don't feel comfortable being looked at in the gender role as a cis woman or even a cis man. I don't like fitting in with society's view of what a cis woman, cis man need to actually look like. And I find myself flowing so much between them that hearing they, them helps me show the world, you can't see me in this box. So going back to the labels, going back to identity, pronouns are part of that. They're helping people show the world that they are presenting in their mind, in their soul, and maybe in their physical expression differently um, or in a certain way that they want everybody to know and to respect that. Mm. So if somebody is using they, them, when they're referring to me, it helps me not feel confined to a certain expectation. Does so, that make sense? Oh, it makes perfect sense to me. Uh, if, if those who are listening, if it does not make sense to you all, reach out. <laughs> but it does make uh, plenty of sense to me, sense to me because it's less, what I'm getting from that is they them provides you a level of comfort that he she does not that it lets you know uh, lets others know as well as yourself uh under you know in receiving that that i'm not in a category i'm in a category of my own that i am uh, not within a certain fixated uh fixed role in society that i'm building something outside of that that i identify and live my life in a way that does not fit that category of he she i just fit in something that is a little bit more individualized and yeah hearing that they them means that you see me yeah. for myself yeah and i mean sometimes i'll have um people that come up to me and say sir and that's a very gendered term on the more masculine presenting side. And sometimes that feels good because it's so opposite of how I physically present on the usual, you know? And so it makes me feel like I'm waving between boxes in that moment. But overall, if someone was to say, ma'am, or miss, or mister, or he or she, uh, most of the time, I'm like, oh, they're they're telling me that I need to be a certain way. Mm. And I don't want them to see that. I don't want them to think that about me. I'm not a certain way. I'm non-conforming. And in the past and historically, uh, you might find a butch lesbian would be more of like how I present myself at, at times. 
or um, a non-conforming gendered person in the past. And in the past, they, their language wasn't quite main, starting to become as mainstream as it is. There, these discussions were not really there yet with gender. It was more around sexuality. And so people would say, oh, that's just a gay. Mm-hmm. Instead of like, that's this person is gender non-conforming or this person does not fit the cis woman or cis male presentation. Uh, this person's not going to be expected to be in this gender role. They're just going to be like, that's a queer, that's a weird gay person over there. I don't know what they're doing with their life, <laughs> you know, and and have these very stigmatized and very stereotyped language and conversations and by using these new pronouns and new labels we're pushing away from all that stigmatized language of the past so there the other side of that argument and the reason why i'm bringing up is that some people will be like well we never had this before where is all this coming from and i'd argue well actually we did we just didn't have the language yet for it and we didn't have enough people in society ready to have these conversations and talk about it and um and try and make an attempt to understand these differences mm. <sighs> the growth the growth we, we we've had and i also have to say the regression too <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. like it's it's I, I do like that we are in a space where people are able to go beyond just being the queer in the room. It's the um, person who we, we, we're seeing people for who they are a lot more. Um, and I will say that will always be the greatest thing about the progression of our society. Um, it's just we don't visually see that as often because the wrongest people are often the loudest people mm-hmm. and they're uh-huh. the ones that's getting all of the notice therefore we're overseeing that yeah. oh there are so many people who actually do not ascribe to this to this type of behavior or this thought process and because of that the loudest voices make it seem as though this is the normal message of who we are and who we act or who we behave as when that's not necessarily the case. Like even whenever I look at some of the political shows that I watch, they mention how so many people across the board have either just don't care in the, in the sense that I'm not bothered by your existence or they're affirming, meaning I want to support and advocate for you. There's a larger amount of people that fit in that category than what most people would think because the wrong, wrong identities and whatnot have that loudest voice uh, or the wrong perspective or the negative skewed perspective have the loudest. Yeah. The, the perspective that of the, the people who have not, made the attempt to educate themselves or have definitely the skewed thinking mm-hmm. problems with the way they're they're processing and not empathizing with others. And that is so difficult. It's so important for people to be more politically active mm. if they want to have a say in how they're represented in the law and how, how the culture around them is representing and respecting them. Mm. So that's my little plea for get out and vote or get out and join an advocacy group. <laughs> but really, though, please do that. Please do that. <laughs> this world's too crazy. Please. <laughs> I'm begging you. I'm tired. Um, before well, we go into yeah. um, the Never Have I Ever segment, uh, <laughs> I did want to ask you uh, for some advice for someone oh. who's out there who may be trapped in this box of a certain label be it the traditional masculine or the traditional feminine what is your advice on how they can unravel themselves outside that box and uh, embrace themselves regardless of the traditional roles Uh, have they already understood they already understand who they want to be seen as that's my my first question for that person is if you haven't figured out how you have all, or you want to be aligned and seen and presented and respected, you have to do some inner work first. Mm. So 
since I, I like to work a lot with gender and sexuality identities and gender and sexualities, not just the LGBTQ section of the spectrum that I discussed on the show today and that I tend to highlight because it's so underrepresented, but also the masculine to feminine end of the spectrum as well. So the cis male, cis female or feminine presenting and identifying person and masculine presenting and identifying person, that binary. Um, I do work with that and the toxic masculinity and toxic <laughs> femininity <laughs> that goes along with that. Um, so knowing first where you, how you feel about yourself, where you want to align, how do you want people to both see, feel, understand, respect you in your gender and in your sexuality, and in your identity in general, who are you? Um, you got a lot of inner work to do. Mm-hmm. And there's various uh, coaching methods that will help uh, you reflect, help you pull out whatever is blocking you from understanding this and what kind of talking through and working through where deep down you where you are landing, how you feel about yourself and what is holding you back from expressing that. And so once we've uncovered that and we are we know what our values are about ourselves, we know what our goals are about ourselves, we know where we want to go in this world and how we want to present ourselves in this world and how we want the world to see us in our identity. That's when we start setting those small baby steps to go in that direction. <laughs> taking the little baby steps, trying something else, reflecting on it, moving forward the next baby step. Maybe you're ready for a leap, talking through it. We could be role-playing, practicing uh, the various scenarios that can come out with these aspects and kind of take that that journey. There's a lot of uh, positive psychology-based methods that I use, but I'm also a holistic coach. So we'll hit on mindfulness, absolutely. We'll hit on some uh, science-based, evidence-based methods, but we'll we'll hit on some soul work. We'll hit on some um, experimenting, trying out various aspects of our body and mind and soul to align ourselves with whatever it is that will make us feel most fulfilled. Mm. And so you're doing the work. I'm just reflecting that and mirroring that back to you, but you as the person in my room are doing the work. And uh, to top it all off, there's a lot of science behind doing this in a community. So while I can be helping you one-to-one or another coach that you feel comfortable with, of course, you know, I'm not, uh, but I, I would love to work with you. <laughs> um, while I could help you one-to-one, you could be working with other people as well and coming back to me and you can be working in a community because a lot of growth that could happen when you find people once you once you're aligned with who you are if you're still figuring that out going and finding a group of people who are on that same journey as you really helps you escalate and push through um, and move forward towards that end goal that you have so i have group coaching i have support groups i recommend that you go out and find um, some of that near you in person if it's possible and um, the one-to-one deep dive that I do, those methods combined can really push you forward towards being your best self and presenting and feeling that you're walking in your your truth uh, through life, reaching your happiness. Mm. And that's, you said what needed to be said. <laughs> <laughs> so for any person who needs that assistance, definitely um, reach out to Lori. Lori is a wealth of knowledge. They're mm. amazing at what they do. If you if you um, need someone a little bit more local, definitely do that too. It is find your path to uh, feeling fulfilled and feeling value within yourself. Um, One of the things that I look for, because I've been a fan of Star Wars for like some time, 
And I always think about the the different characters, different skin tones, different colors, different ways that they dress, uh, how, um, you know, the alien look, I guess. Uh, I would love for Star Wars to be our reality, that I walk outside and I see someone who is into body painting and they just decided to wear um, whatever clothing they want to wear, but their skin is painted gold or their skin is painted green, blue or whatever hue within the rainbow. And we're just all seeing that and just see it as being normal and embracing that like, okay, blue skin, you looking gorgeous today. I love what you're doing and just be happy and continue our lives. Now, this is not like we all know that this does not mean that everything's going to be sunshine and rainbows, of course, because life is life. We'll all still be dealing with our own um, struggles, our own traumas and whatnot. But at least when we go out in public or whenever we come home, we feel validated or we feel respected and we feel that outside of these walls, I'm not going to be discriminated against just because I'm a little bit different. The things that I'm facing in my life is because of a stress at work, hardship, or anything like that, and not because of what you look like. And that will be the world that we all deserve in the It's beautiful. Truly beautiful. Yeah. There's something very sexy about a confident person that's just living their best life and not letting anyone else bother them. And I wish that for everybody. Tell them, tell them, because oh my God. <laughs> right? <laughs> Walking your confidence is it's a beautiful thing. It is, it is, it really is. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, let's get into a little bit of never have I ever. You ready? Fun times, always with you, Vernon. <laughs> so never have I ever had a sexual fantasy about an animated character. <laughs> I definitely have. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to know. Ah, <laughs> uh, so fun. <laughs> <laughs> See, I've I've had a few. Um, and this is why, like, anime in itself will just have you going all kinds of places in your head. But I remember being a lot younger. I was on the uh, computer and, you know, the computer forever pulls up porn somehow. I don't know how that happened. Magic machine. It's a magic machine. <laughs> I did. How did this get here? <laughs> and there was this clip of, um, I think it was Goku, some other character in Vegeta all doing like some threesome and I was like this is intriguing you know like this <laughs> you know I, I don't go seeking it out but every now and then something will pop up like that I'm like that's hot <laughs> that is hot it's always the woman so it's always a very voluptuous woman of some kind and some those um conventions I haven't gone to one but there were pictures that were coming up for some people that I know that did go and they could see in the backgrounds, everybody that's there. Mm -hmm. And somebody dressed up all hot in those skimpy little outfits that those anime girls wear was just so freaking hot. Yeah. <laughs> so hot. Love Absolutely. It. It's fantasy worlds. That's the whole point of it. It's just, it's a fantasy and embrace your fantasies let your sexuality go in those directions it's healthy it's fun and if that gets you excited and you can help bring that energy to your lovers in person how awesome is that exactly um and i think i don't know like that's i, I definitely need to like go to a conference like an anime conference because i would just be like so amazed for that reason and yeah um, there was this, so I, I, I attended a SAR and, um, uh, they were showing us, showing us, uh, media related to, you know, sexuality, sexual expression, all these other things. And there was this video and I was never jealous of a 3D, uh, animation until that day. And it was a machine that it was a, just a pleasure machine, I guess, that's main focus was ensuring that the, um, the young lady on the table received pleasure and met an orgasm. And 
it it looked so much fun and I was like I would love to be on that damn table but at the same time that AI was on some other shit because I, I am like, so intrigued I want to explore that too <laughs> it was amazing I was like oh my god we'll, we'll meet up we'll go together it'll be fun <laughs> right? I'll be your wing person <laughs> right? we're here to meet this AI <laughs> like what's up <laughs> Show me the way, baby. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you ready for another one? Absolutely. Never have I ever had my nipples or genitals pierced. No, I have not had them pierced. <laughs> I've had my belly button pierced. My ears are like, are pierced. But I don't, I just, I very rarely actually wear earrings. And when I do, mm -hmm. it's like the fun tassel stuff. And I don't know. It's just like I like I like nipple play, I like clip play. Like there's lots of fun things that you can do with um that stuff, but I was worried that I would lose sensation because there's a like that small percentage of people that can lose like their sensation that I was just like, "Eh, no." <laughs> I just moved on. <laughs> just moved on. That's real. Uh, <laughs> I, I do not have any uh, piercings. Now, I thought about it. Uh, I don't think I will ever go through with it because one, like for nipples, I already have a very sensitive nipples and I'm, I'm just like, mm, I, I know it's going to hurt for some time and mm. I know I'll get my feeling back more than likely, but... It's just that that pain part of it. I don't yeah. want to deal with it. I don't want to have to walk around knowing that there's a shirt on my nipples and then there's a, 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 a piercing there. And both of these mm -hmm. things are hitting each other right now. And I'm just like internally like, ouch, ouch, ouch. But other people looking at me like, you look very uncomfortable because I am. <laughs> but I cannot tell you because it will be seen as unprofessional to let you know that I just recently got my fucking nipples pierced and i'm just <laughs> leave me alone right now okay that's why i'm agitated shut up like i'm i'm always very sensitive to begin with and there are days where like clothing just will like rub against me and turn me on so i don't need any extra help with that <laughs> right. oh my god like oh, jesus i don't mm -mm. i'm good i'm great i mean right power to the people who wanted to get it done we're excited to get it done and then followed through and had success stories because it is very hot to see it on other people. But I, for myself, just am good with my goods not having holes in them. So I'm, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> I do need to get my ears pierced because there are so many looks that I'll be wanting to put pull off. Uh, and I'm just like, I need earrings with this. And then you I'm like, would rock it. I hope you do. <laughs> right. Like, I'm like, there, I cannot find the clip on version of this. And mm, Yes, clip-ons I, I think are painful honestly I, i've tried wearing clip-on stuff and i'm just like ouch <laughs> that's too strong i'm okay <laughs> like my only thing is like with um because the ones i see online are beautiful but i also in the back of my head like what kind of metal are they using? Because I do yeah. not want to break out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That makes but sense. Outside of that, I'm just like very open um, to doing it. So I need to do that soon. So do I can it. Like start doing it. Do it send me pictures. Together. I got you. I want, I want pictures. <laughs> I definitely got you. Um, on that note, do you have any last words that you would like to share with the audience before I end everything? Oh, be brave. Be brave, uh, be courageous, take those first steps in whatever you've been contemplating and seek help if you are overwhelmed. Seek a therapist if you're feeling you're depressed and, uh, and you're feeling unsafe or in an unsafe situation. And seek a life coach if you're ready to move forward and you're going to work on things in the present uncovering blocks that you have and dealing with your world moving forward to achieving fulfillments. I really hope that I can be part of that journey for you. So if you want to go to lauriesweetman.com or include lgbtq.com, you'll be able to see all that I have to offer, the group coaching, individual coaching, some free workshops, um, organizational training if there's any problems with diversity, inclusion practices or uh, unconscious bias issues at your workplace. I can train and help people create a safe space for you there as well. 
there's a lot to be offered out there. So don't, don't let anything stop you. You are worthy and you are allowed to live the life you want to live. Take those steps that you need and seek us. Vernon's amazing. I'm amazing. Got a big team of amazing people here. Come say hi. Reach out. Facts. 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 <laughs> <laughs> on that note, Lori, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. I love you so dearly. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, to the audience out there, thank you all so much for listening to the Holy Liquid Podcast, where we step on and speak on sexuality. And just in case no one else told you this today, you are beautiful, you are worthy of happiness and joy, you are enough and then some. You may not live up to the expectations of others, but that is okay. You are only required to walk in your own shoes. May each day you live lead you towards abundance. With that said, love you all and see you next episode. Bye. Bye, y'all. Thank you for listening to the Holiloquy Podcast, where we step out and speak on sexuality. You can subscribe to the podcast through your favorite podcasting app and find us on the web at www.holiloquy.com. That's www.h-e-a-u-x-l-i-l-o-q-u-y.com. Share the podcast with your friends and join the conversation.